we know that this is a model that can be taken anywhere in the world. You know, anywhere you can take a football, anywhere where you've got an open piece of land. Hello and welcome to the Make an Impact podcast with me, Heidi Fisher. Chris Roberts is the co-founder of North Wales Dragons, a social enterprise, a community football team which raises money for charities all over the UK. And beyond, the idea started with a football match with a 10-0 defeat, but lots of money raised, and it snowballed from there, as Chris explains in this interview with Heidi, which also covers the connective power of social media. Here's Chris Roberts and Heidi Fisher. Welcome. I'm joined by Chris Roberts from North Wales Dragons. Chris, do you want to tell me a little bit about North Wales Dragons and what you get up to? Yeah, my name is Chris. I'm the co-founder of North Wales Dragons. We're a community football team that's obviously based in North Wales here in the UK. And um, we go around the country raising funds and awareness for various charities and community groups. That sounds Really interesting. It's quite unique. I don't think I know of any other football club organ team that does that. So how does it work exactly? So we're approached by community groups, we're approached by charities, and they have their own causes, they have um, their own issues, social social issues. And what they want to do is they want to raise money for whatever issue they're supporting. And um, the way that it works is that we ask them to put together a team of 17 players. Uh, The 17 players then go out and get sponsorship on themselves. So they ask friends, they ask family, they ask work colleagues if they can be sponsored. And, you know, you might have Tommy, who is not really the life and soul of the party. He hasn't got many family members. He's... He works in a shop on his own and he will get, you know, just a small amount of money. But there again, you might have Jenny. She has a big family. Um, she works in a factory. Uh, she has a, a large social, social circles and she can raise a lot of money. So between them, between the team, you know, they, they have um, a good collective amount of money. And what we, what we say is that, you know, never never share what each individual is raising just put everything in one pot because everything is a team effort rather than a, than an individual effort and it takes all the competition out of it as well and another thing too with regards to competition what we won't do is we won't join a league because we want everything to be inclusive um we don't want to make everything competitive so when our players go out onto the pitch, they're going out there for physical well-being. They're going out there for uh, mental wellness. but And they also get a feel-good factor because they're doing something good within their community as well. And you'll have players who want to go out and run for 90 minutes. You'll have players who want to go out and run for nine minutes. You'll have players who want to go out and walk. You know, our players who actually just want to get dressed up in the kit and just sit on the bench, you know, they'll come to the game and say they want to play. But then they'll change their mind and they say, you know what, I'd rather sit it out and just watch. And, you know, everything is fine, all that kind of thing. It's all it's all fine because we want them to feel included. You know, there's, a, there's an end result after all this, which is to make money for charity. 
and that's that's what what we want it to be. Also, we're approached by businesses as well. So businesses, they have their own corporate social responsibility policy. And what they do then is they um, come to us and say, we'd like to have a football match with you because we've got a charity of choice and we'd like to raise some money for them. But in doing so, we want to give our employees uh, a social activity. So again, you know, it's physical, it's mental, plus they're doing something for a good cause as well. But also the business, you know, that that gets recognition as well from what it is that the team are doing on their behalf. So there's a few aspects there that that make it a really positive um, a positive thing to do. It sounds amazing. What made you start this in the first place? I've always been involved with community football. When I was a, when I was a child, I was ten years old, and uh, my dad uh, were, he was working in the washing machine factory, and they would have interdepartmental football matches, and it would be like a, an FA Cup thing where it would be a knockout and then all of a sudden they would you know, come to a particular weekend and play the final and there would be an outright winner. And then when I left school, there was uh, various business-to-business uh, football matches that I would put together and I've been doing that now for the last 50 years. But going back to 2009, um, I did some work personally, for Sheffield Football Club, who are actually the oldest football club in the world. And to cut a long story short, I was asked by them if we knew of any way that we could raise money for charity. And they were doing the um, Boots for Africa campaign, and it was all associated with World Cup in South Africa. Uh, We went away and thought, you know, well... We'll have a think about it and see what we can what we can come up with. And my eldest son in uh, Hogmanay, 31st of December 2008, he got in contact and he said, I know how we're going to raise some money. He said, we're going to have a football match. So I said, okay, who, who is? So he'd got some guys who are his family now up in Scotland. And he said, these will come down. He said, no, they'll come and have a game with us. So it was June the 8th, 2009. These guys came from Scotland um, on a typical Welsh rainy Saturday afternoon. <laughs> and um, they they gave us a 10-0 hiding. And it, yeah, so it, it, was, uh, it was an experience and a half. It was a good old beating. Um, but we got into the clubhouse afterwards. We had an after-dinner speaker. We had an auction. We had a raffle. And we actually raised £2,500 on this first charity game that we'd ever, you know, that we'd ever put together. And then we wow, thought, that's amazing. Yeah, we thought that that's a great idea. Um, and we thought, should we do it again next year? So we did it again next year. And, but this time we did it for two charities. And then what ended up happening was we we were 
raising the bar slightly. So every time we were doing something, we were trying to beat ourselves all the time. We were doing two charities, then we were doing four, and then we went up to eight. And it was just, like I say, it was just raising the bar all the time to see what it was that we could do and see what it was that we could actually manage as well. Wow. It sounds like you, rather than um, competitive football, it, it's actually competing against yourself and, and trying to do better than what you previously done. Is it a great idea? It's always a case of trying to do better, you know. I, I, I was talking to some guys recently. Um, they've got a charity football tournament that they're putting together. And we were talking about how we first started. And, you know, I know you're into statistics yourself and measurement. And, you know, they were saying, have you got any advice that you would give us? So I said, yeah, when you start from day one, when you do your your first game, your, your first tournament, is actually get all your statistics together. So because when you come to do this again next year, you'll want to beat everything that you've put together. So I said, whether it's the amount of players who play, whether it's the amount of time spent on the pitch, whether it's, you know, how far you travelled. There's all kinds of statistics. And I wish that from day one that we would have done the same thing. You know, I wish that we would have kept a record of how much money that we've actually helped to generate over the years. But... The thing is, is when we started, we were we didn't know how far this would go. And we're 108 games into doing what we're doing now. When we first started, the only thing I could say is that it was like somebody gave us a 5,000-piece jigsaw and we put it across the table, face down. Now, where we are today, we've probably built all the edges. And then slowly but surely, we're filling in all the jigsaw pieces until we get to one day where we think, right, now's the time. And then we flip it over and we see what creation we've made. That's the best way you can describe it. It sounds like um, you you started it with no idea how big it was going to grow. <laughs> Literally, it was like, yeah, we just exactly do one game. And, and then it was like, actually, this is quite good fun. <laughs> You know, we play probably 10 games a year now. Uh, unfortunately, the last game that we played or the last tournament that we played was February 2019. No, February 2020. Yeah, that was the last one. So it's just over 12, 13, 13 months ago. And that was for a men's mental health charity up in Leeds. And we've not been able to play since. You know, we're we're in a, a we're under a Welsh devolved government at the moment who has health and well being, you know, separate to England. So, you know, I know England are in the fortunate position of knowing when things are going to open up again. Whereas here we we still don't know when we can get back out on the pitch and play properly. Which is which is a bit sad because the majority of all the teams who come to play and the ones that we go and play are all based in England. That's a shame, um, a real shame. So what have you been doing for the last 13 months then? Just planning and plotting? <laughs> uh, well, with 
regard to what we did during the summer, during the height of the lockdown, what we did was um, we've got a couple of hospitals and they've got uh, specialist departments where they've got specialist patients who have needs and they weren't getting any visitors. So what we did was we clubbed together and we got toiletries and stuff that visitors couldn't bring them because they couldn't have visitors. Our local accident and emergency centre, they they were pulled out, bless them. So what we did was we got takeaway meals and sent takeaway meals over to, to them. Our local cardiac department were was that pulled out that they were getting chapped hands through all washing and you know all the scrubbing up they were doing so we bought specialist hand creams for them there was a couple of children's charities who we donated cash to there was our local food bank who we also donated food and we donated cash to them as well because we found that there were a lot of families in our local area who were who were struggling through through redundancies and that was probably the bulk of what we did over the summer and then came the winter months then when we got to September and October and we thought how you know we don't want to be static because nothing happens when you're static we thought what can we do so I went on a campaign of networking across the world and I, I kind of spend most of my time on LinkedIn and Twitter and I typed in social impact and I thought how many people have got social impact you know as as part of um, their their networking and it was just under 12,000 and I thought well there's a, a lot of people there who are making a difference I'll see if I can connect to any of them and you know strike up a relationship because obviously any face-to-face networking around here and plus I know I know all the local people around here anyway so I thought you know why not try and spread the name of the dragons across the world a little and that's what I did went on a campaign and um, we've you know we've made some fantastic contacts um, in South Africa in Australia in the USA Eastern Europe and it's been brilliant we've really managed to get our name out there um which bodes well for when we can get going again so that means um, you'll be traveling globally to to do these football games and raise money in the future we have had offers already we have had people say to us you know in the USA especially you know they've said that this type of model isn't something that they've come across readily before um they would like they would like to see it in action and we know that this is a model that can be taken anywhere in the world you know anywhere you can take a football anywhere where you've got an open piece of land yeah i thought the um the us they're not very good at proper football are they no no (laughs) but we'll show them yeah, you might need to take some um, trainers to train them in football as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's pretty much how uh, how we've got to where where we've got to today, really. Yeah. So spending an awful lot of time on social media has actually been beneficial because you had a plan behind why, why you were on there. <laughs> it wasn't just scrolling yeah, endlessly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. 
And, you know, we always build because everything is, um, you know, I, I talk about the, the, the jigsaw puzzle, but in my mind's eye, I always seem to have, you know, like a, you you have a, a drawing by numbers where it goes one, two, three, four, exactly, you know, and you draw a line. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that I always have in, in my mind's eye is if I think if I'm going to put something together, then, you know, I, I have this paint by numbers thing going on so I've got kind of a good way of thinking about making connections. In terms of all of the the charities that you've raised for are there any particular types that you you particularly find that you want to work with or is it just any charity that you'll raise money for? We'll work with with any any charity but there are three um charities who are close to us we've got i mentioned mental health before um i lost my brother-in-law who was in his 30s he took his own life i lost um or we lost shall i say uh, the team we had a guy who worked in the background and he was a supporter of uh, of ours from day one he uh, took his own life on Boxing Day 2018. Um, so, you know, we've got members of the family who who suffer with it as well. Cancer is another one that's close to us because we've had family members who have either passed or, or have suffered. Um, heart awareness is, is another one. Um, I suffered a heart attack back 2015, I spent six days in intensive care, and um, it was it was a tough old time. And um, yeah, the, that's another cause that you know that we do that we do follow and tend to do stuff for. But you know, if anybody comes with us, and the, if there's anybody who comes to us and says that they've got an issue that we you know they would like us to support with them then we we go along and do it i think at the last count we had done something i think it was just under 90 um various charities that we've been involved with so it in terms of the the jigsaw is is there a point at which you you think you'll stop or will you just start a a, a bigger jigsaw no the jigsaw will um the jigsaw will continue we might have to order another 5,000 pieces to go with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're always going to watch it develop. It's such an enjoyable thing to do. It's such a rewarding, um, such a, a, an awarding, rewarding project to be in. So I can't see it coming to an end anytime soon. Where can people find out more about the North Wales Dragons? Do you have a website? What's your obviously you're, you're on social media? How do people connect with you on social media? We've got a website. It's uh, www.northwellsdragons.co.uk, and if they type in North Wales Dragons into Google, you track us down quite easily because um, we're we're on Instagram. Uh, we're on LinkedIn, we're on Facebook, and we're on Twitter. Um, we just try and get everywhere, everywhere we can. We have no shame. We want to be everywhere. 
<laughs> it it does feel like it to be fair uh, before we started the podcast I did say I feel like I I know you really well because I I'm always seeing you commenting on LinkedIn and um, various other places so um yeah definitely definitely are everywhere you, you can't miss them on social media <laughs> just before we go is there anything else that you would like to share with the listeners at all if you feel that you want to go out and make a difference somewhere you you can i always especially with with business you have um you know there's there's a saying about uh, corporate social responsibility and i think in business if you talk to people about corporate social responsibility you the ordinary person on the street feels excluded because it's not you know they feel that corporate isn't them so we prefer to call it human social responsibility because when we go into work or no matter what we do in life when we go you know we always take our heart with us whether we go to work whether we go out in the evenings or whatever it's our heart that that is there at the forefront of everything so you might have stuff going on at home you take it out with you and it's on your mind constantly. You have hopes and dreams. You have worries and fears. And I always believe that no matter what you're getting involved with, whether you get involved in business, whether you get involved in charity, or whether you get involved in community, that everything is all about the heart. And I think this is where mental health comes into it as well, because, again, going into business, businesses need to realise that when you do come into work, it's not just your heart that, it's not just your, your coat, you hang on a peg. They expect you to hang your heart on a peg as well, and it's not like that. So I think if if business community and charity can work with the people who are the ordinary people on the street, I think that we can mould, you know, social social impact into a, a much better, all-forgiving, all-encompassing piece of, of a jigsaw, shall we say. Wow, that's a, a beautiful end to our conversation. Thank you, Chris. It's been really, really great talking to you today. Uh, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to the Make an Impact podcast with me, Heidi Fisher. Heidi Fisher's second book is out now. Impact First, the social entrepreneur's guide to measuring, managing and growing your impact is an easy to follow but effective impact measurement and management approach for social entrepreneurs serious about making change who want to prove it. Follow Heidi's advice and by the end you'll know what to measure, how to measure it and what to do with the data you collect. That's a winning recipe for success with your social enterprise or purpose-led business. Go to makeanimpactcic.co.uk for details. Thank you for listening.